to another episode of a podcast about music, which, if you're new here, is a podcast about music. I am one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm Eric. And this week, we are talking about Hall and Oates. But first, it's cold outside. It is freezing, except today, it, it was turns like out 50 degrees. Very unfreezing. <laughs> yeah, uh, how have your weeks been leading up to the holiday season? Uh, the holidays Logan, season. I'll be honest, I love the holidays because of my children, mm-hmm. but I, I love my children too. We've all noticed that the holidays bring out the worst in the public. People yes, are they do. Irritable, the stores are crowded. Have you so seen the Simpsons holiday special? I think it was referred to as the Christmas special back then. I have not. It has um, some tension with certain families in public, so you should should watch it. It's on Disney Plus if you have that. I'll bet it it reflects reality as everyone is on edge. Everyone's very testy. People are trying to shop for people they don't really care about, as it turns out. Yeah, um, as they say, The Simpsons is one of the best ways you could actually get a good portrayal of reality and just the world as a whole that's really where i get most of my factual evidence from on the show is the simpsons i didn't realize you were a simpsons fan i'm not i watched the one episode (laughs) and not much of a fan to watch another but i'm sure i will what have they done two or three seasons the simpsons two or three yeah something like 30 or something (laughs) A lot, a lot of episodes. If you have Disney Plus and you want to watch something for the rest of your life, I highly suggest it. Highly recommend it. But this episode isn't about The Simpsons. No, it's about Hall and Oates. And I guess that's the end of our pre-show talk. I, I didn't really have anything to so. say. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll be back with another episode, our Christmas special. Not to be to i we we accept all holidays but since this episode will come out near christmas and in the past certain tv shows and radio shows have had a christmas special so we're kind of using the term ironically because it's an old thing and we mostly talk about old bands that's right but it'll just be like the tradition we'll celebrate the tradition formerly known as christmas yes unformally known as a way to monetize yeah your podcast anyway what we're uh, celebrating is the holiday season which is a way for stores to really cash in i couldn't agree more daryl hall and john oates often referred to as hall and oates are an american pop rock duo formed in 1970 in philadelphia 1970 how long ago is that 49 years ago Jeez, yeah, 49 years How ago. How did that happen I, like that? I can just barely remember when I was a senior in high school and I was like, oh, it's 1970. And then it's almost 2020. Yeah. Can't even work this GD cell phone. <laughs> I don't know how those newfangled busters do it. The Gen Xers. Gen, oh my God, don't Gen even get me started on uh, Gen Xers. Don't get me Millennials, are you gents. kidding? Oh my God. Um, anyway, Hall and Oates. What do you know about them? I don't know a whole lot besides I've heard a lot of their music over the years and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, we actually... I'm not really familiar with them as humans. I, we usually don't get into our personal lives here on a podcast about music, but we did buy a Hall and Oates record today. We went to the vinyl store. I'm not going to divulge 
too much about it, but it was many thousands of dollars. Not important, but it was a collector's item? Yes, and uh, that's why we don't give us... We don't give you our address, because we don't want you to take our insignificantly priced records in comparison to the price of a SpaceX rocket. Do you catch all that? Not so much. Logan, the point is... We're fans of the vinyl sound. Yes. And one of us purchased a Hall Notes record today. Mm-hmm. And one of us purchased a Johnny Mathis Christmas record today. Doesn't matter who purchased which. Okay. Okay, so uh, Daryl Hall is generally, generally the lead vocalist, and John Oates primarily plays electric guitar and provides backing vocals. The two wrote and write most of the songs they perform separately or in collaboration. They achieved their greatest fame from the mid-1970s to the mid-1980s with a fusion of rock and roll and rhythm and blues. They originated in Philly, Pennsylvania, United States. Blue-Eyed Soul is one of their genres. That's kind of cool, right? Blue-Eyed Soul. I've never heard of that genre at all. Me neither. Uh, They've sold an estimated 40 million records, making them the best-selling music duo in history. More so than Simon and Garfunkel? More so than Captain and Tennille? Um, I don't know about Simon and Garfunkel, but... Well, you just said the best-selling duo. Maybe they've just sold more. Maybe. Albums, wow. Maybe because Good of Rich Girl, which is one of their uh, top songs ever. Uh, I'm trying to find out how many uh, records Simon and Garfunkel sold. Uh, 38 million albums. So, so they're two million notes. off. Wow! And Captain and Tennille? they're not up there in the. I didn't even search them you, yet. You've probably never heard of them. I'm gonna be totally transparent. I haven't even heard of them. <laughs> uh, I think we're really gonna give the listeners more facts than we ever have on this show because we're already pretty far into it, like a fifth of the way through, and we're still talking about the artists. It's a pretty good streak so far. Um. Yeah. So you've recommended one song, or was that one of your songs? Yeah, Rich Girl is definitely one of my songs. It's a it's a great song, and, uh, you know, it has nice bass to it. Oh, yeah? While keeping the lyrics and the vocals nice and up front and right there. So, Rich Girl's number one. From what I know about Hall Notes, they had a really good harmony that they did. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Bless you. Nope, I coughed. And, uh... Just a pleasant, happy-go-lucky sound, but really musical and great. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Um, they, I mean, Rich Girl was number one. Is there anything more I'd have did to say? Did they sing other songs? Uh, yeah, no, Rich Girl was did. their only song. Uh, oh, Kiss boy. on My List, Private Eyes, I Can't Go For That, No Can Do, Man Eater, and Out of Touch were some of their other number one songs. Not I've... all that will be suggestible. I would like to suggest a second song. Okay. Man Eater. Man Eater. That, that sounds, sounds dangerous. Violent. Dangerous, yes. Sounds, violent also. Sounds like a mealtime song. Man Eater. It does. It sounds like something you'd play at like Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> Man Eater by but Hall and Oates. I happen to know the, the Thanksgiving song, special. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Check out Man Eater and Rich Girl. Uh, have any other songs to suggest? Because I, I do, am, unless you do. I'm flat out. Really? Oh, 
this, uh, my notes say that Billboard magazine named them the most successful duo of the rock era, surpassing Simon and Garfunkel and the Everly Brothers. That's another duo we don't that remember quite as much, but they're they're out there. And, and more I, than I know the some Smothers Brothers. Oh yeah, the, the Small Bros. Music as they did Yo-Yo Tricks. You might not oh, remember that. Oh, I don't remember that <laughs> but yeah what's your last song suggestion i think it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. yes. private eyes oh private eyes yes private eyes are watching you mm-hmm. etc i typed in private eyes and it came up with like a spy hat for the emoji suggestion very interesting how the times have changed since i was in high school in oh, 1970 Logan. well Back when you, Hall, and Oates were in high school, there was no internet. There were no, no computers there, there besides the very... The ones that took up like a most kitchen. primitive basic computers. I asked for a they car, didn't take got up a computer. A kitchen. They took up the whole floor of the office building yeah. just to do some basic computing. Yeah. So things have changed, you're right, since you, Hall, and Oates were in high school. Well, Hall and Oates were making the music I vibed to in high school, as the kids say these days. My yeah. grandchildren say that um my children had children you sound so young for a grandparent no uh, i am i had this uh like what is it like bow bowox botox botox yeah yeah i I had botox to my vocal cords you can't have botox on your voice logan no no no, you can uh, they gave me something and they call it botox logan let's do what they call in the old country cut our losses and move on to a new segment. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, you've been waiting for it for several minutes now. Introducing the most recent edition of Real or Fake. It's a signature episode. Or segment, rather. Segment. A signature episode segment of a podcast, a podcast about, about music, music where Logan and I each try to fool the other, presenting each with two stories. One of, one which, of which is, is real, real and, and one, one of which, which is fake. fake. That was not scripted. He is one of your hosts, Eric. And he is one of your hosts, Logan. Let's get started. Eric, you want to go first this week? It would be my distinct pleasure. Logan... I'm running with a different theme this week. Uh-huh. It's dumb criminals. Yes, I love dumb criminals. Silly dumb criminals this week. We're going to hear about a couple of heists. bad words. Heists. I'm into heists. Let's These hear are them. the silliest heists you've ever heard. One of which is real, one is fake. I'm excited. The first one I'm going to paraphrase comes from the HuffPost. Are you sure? Pretty sure about this one. But you just gave it away if it was from the HuffPost. The next one's about the HuffPost also. Or from the HuffPost? They're both reported by the HuffPost. That seems fishy. One isn't because one is fake. Okay. But never Really stepping up your game. You're impersonating news sources over here. Folks, they're both reported by the HuffPost, but one isn't. Okay. First, this week... In Mount Morris, New York, police apprehended three burglary suspects 
following a trail of macaroni salad. Oh, one thing about me is that I despise macaroni salad. I do too. Just except, the look of it. Except occasionally during a summer barbecue, it's delicious. Oh man, that and uh, egg salad. <sighs> oh man. So Disgusting. Logan. Yep. <clears throat> in this little town in upstate New York called Mount Morris, New York, these three suspects had stolen a cash register. Uh huh along with a surveillance system and a large bowl of macaroni salad. <laughs> These guys. Oh from my. a Build-A-Bear. Oh, no. Let me read that better. A Build-A-Burger restaurant. Build-A-Burger? Build-A-Burger. Build-A-Bear? Build-A-Burger. Okay. The deputies were hot on the criminal's trail as they attempted to escape via a nearby Greenway trail. Found along the trail were the cash register, surveillance system parts, loose change, and a steady trail of macaroni salad. <laughs> the sheriff's office said it was later discovered that the suspects stole a large bowl of macaroni salad, which they took turns oh, really? eating along their escape route. They arrested them all Sunday afternoon. They've been charged with third-degree burglary and several other larceny-related charges. Was one of them having macaroni salad smeared all over their faces? No. Okay. That's story number one. All right. Macaroni salad bandits. Mm-hmm. Story number two. Whoa, that was uncalled for. Also in very... Manchester, England. Non-smart criminal news. Earlier this week, two men dressed in ski masks attempted to steal an ATM machine from a convenience store in Redondo Beach, California. They backed their pickup truck into the 7-Eleven front window, sending glass and rubble flying everywhere. So, they're trying to steal an ATM machine mm -hmm. from a convenience store. Okay. While the workers and customers dove for cover amidst the noise and confusion, the two masked thieves strapped a chain to the machine as well as their back bumper. They sped off thinking they were dragging a metal box full of cash. I know what happened. But didn't realize the bolts holding the machine to the concrete foundation bumper took. were stronger yeah. than the rear bumper. Yeah, classic. What do you think these guys left behind besides their bumper? The ATM machine. And? The rope. Strapped to their bumper as strapped their truck to bed. most bumpers? Their license plate. License plate. Yeah. And that's how the police found them very quickly. That's... You You have to think, at a certain level, there's just so many ways that a heist could go wrong. Like, if you're gonna pull a heist, it needs to be well thought out. Like, you ever yeah. watched Ocean's Eleven, guys? Like, yeah, Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen, you name it. Ocean's Eight, with the women? Eight? Yeah. They went all the way back to Eight? Yeah, like two years ago. Oh. It was probably like 15 years ago. I watched it in high school. Probably a great movie. 1970. But, uh... Yeah. So, Logan, macaroni salad so, or ATM yeah. license plate bumper? I'm guessing that HuffPost did not write an article about the bumper, but macaroni salad seems fishy. I'm going to go with the bumper story only because it sounds like something out of various movies that the I've seen. The bumper story is real or fake. 
the bumper ATM stores fake, you're saying? I'm hoping. Well, unfortunately, this week, for me, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have such a winning streak going on, and so do yeah, you, I think by this the way. Week's two in a row for you. No, it makes like six. But Neither here nor there. That, that's funny that they actually stole macaroni salad. It's laughable. Um, guys, if I, you're, if I you're, the, I've pulled so many heists before. They're not on to me. I'm putting my voice out on this podcast every week. Logan, I saw their mugshots on the HuffPost. Macaroni salad all over their faces. Macaroni salad bandits. Did it look like they'd been eating macaroni salad? Just like the look in their eyes. Their eyes were all red and everything. No, it looked like they would. <laughs> yeah. All right. My story number one. A plane passenger who left fellow travelers revolted with his behavior has been shamed after the video was uploaded online. It shows an unidentified man with a bare foot resting on his other leg as he ferociously picks at the skin on the heel of a grubby-looking foot with his pinky finger as the fruits of his labor fall to the cabin floor. Oh, why does he have fruit on his foot? It's not fruit. It's dry skin coming off your heel. Like, you drop it off with a pumice stone, picking it onto the cabin floor. Disgusting. That's story number one. the second time a pumice stone has been mentioned in this podcast's life. What? Oh, the podcast's life? Yeah. When did we mention it last? It was mentioned. Oh, a while ago? A few weeks ago. Probably talking about, like, ashy knees or something. Story number two. With only days left until Christmas, Hasbro has done it again. They've successfully engineered a plush elf toy to, quote, fly around the room. Because of copyright issues, this elf cannot report back to Santa, which also means that it can be freely touched without its magic being lost. After rigging the elf to a somewhat intricate pulley system, press the red, quote, ho-ho-ho button and watch Zippy the Holiday Man, trademark, fly around your room. Logan... I happen to be very familiar with the shelf containing the elf. Well, we can't say that on this podcast. We're going to get flagged in so many places. Oh, no, that's why I said the shelf containing the elf. Yes. Either way, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think that Hasbro toy that you mentioned Mm -hmm. is the fake story because I've seen a lot of very shady behavior in my time flying the friendly skies as a businessman air traveler correct ah we're both getting too good at this yeah um so that that story about this guy picking off his skin on the cabin floor disgusting i watched the video it's one of the video i'm i have a strong stomach one of the videos that made me really feel queasy for like 10 seconds so it's on it it's I don't I don't remember what website it's on. I'm pulling it up right now, but it, it's sounds it's awful. messed up, messed up, dude. But oh, passengers call for a prison sentence after watching disgusting behavior on a plane. Um, it's pretty gross. It's pretty really disgusting. Awful. Yeah. Oh, 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 stop and shot. That's an ad. Um. Anyway. What is going on otherwise? Any other segments going on? Logan, I think we've only got one more segment for our friends out in South Korea, Egypt, Ethiopia, 
Slovakia, you name it, Lithuania, Germany, Sweden, France, you name it. Yeah. I have I to name the segment. we only have one more segment. Uh, would Adam Sandler be involved? I think he would. Adam? I know what you're saying. You're so smart. Hello, family and friends. Welcome back to a signature podcast about music segment, Weekly Wisdom, with your pals, Eric and Logan. This week, I'm going to suggest a cold remedy for you all out there in listener land and South Korea. Uh, Logan, more importantly, you're giving me a good piece of advice also. I learn a lot from these segments. Yeah. Uh, Wake up with a sore throat. Add two tablespoons each of honey, vinegar, and lemon juice, and a dash of cinnamon to water. Mix well and drink. You'll feel better within the hour. What's the recipe again? Two tablespoons of what? Two tablespoons each of honey, vinegar, and lemon juice, and add a dash of cinnamon, and put that all in a cup of water. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir well. Drink well. Mix well and drink, and you'll feel better within I'm the hour. I'm not sure I could get that down, but if I did, I'll bet it would You'd feel, feel better. better within the hour. Eric, I'm going to say something that is going to be highly controversial. Next week... Rise of Skywalker comes out. December 20th, baby. What is that, the new Terminator movie? Uh, Last Star Wars movie in the saga. Um, I'm sure it won't be the last made. Last one, yeah. But um, we're seeing it on opening day, which is a day before we usually record. That being said, next week episode, we might talk about John Williams, composer of all the Star Wars movies. Highly probable. We might not. Probably, though. So, if you are planning on seeing The Rise of Skywalker, and don't... I'm not going to give major spoilers, but I'm sure I'll want to talk about it on the podcast, about some major plot points. So, just... Ray, Kylo, Ray, Kylo. Well, Darth isn't really... Well, as far as I know, isn't really... Darth Vader. What about Sidious? Darth Sidious? You ever heard of this guy, Darth Sidious? He's back, guys. Sinister, this guy. Yes, and I'm legally allowed to tell you that because they put it in so many trailers. But I haven't seen it now. By the time this comes out, I also won't have seen it, and we won't have seen it. But next Saturday, uh, if you don't want the movie spoiled for yourself, skip five minutes into the episode. I give you the five-minute-ahead guarantee that I won't talk about it for the rest of the episode. That's about all that you'll be guaranteed that episode. Yes. Other than that, it's going to be one heck of a crazy ride. And I think it's safe to say that we're doing John Williams next week. It's going to be quite a John Williams roller coaster of music. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, cue Duel of the Fates. <laughs>